0: With their promises of finding true love coming due, the Master Christ and his wife were forced to come up with a plan. They channeled God and got a new message for followers that included the identities of their twin flames. But the names on the list didn't match up with the feelings followers had in their hearts. After high-profile members ducked out and the leaders demanded more loyalty, major publications took note. But the attention wasn't quite flattering and revealed some of the group's darker actions. This week's episode is… Twin Flames Universe, Part Three. Up, bump in the night. Your heart fills with dread. Probably a murderer who wants you dead. It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse. Perhaps. You're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed You'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Here we are the final part of the Twin Flames. Finally, we've arrived. I
1: can't take much more of these yeah, two. Yeah, I'm
0: done. I'm done with her faces. Uh, <laughs> as I watched a video today, and sh- sh- uh, we're going to get Shaleam has entered the chat. She introduced herself as Shaleam. So she's got a Shalea, a Shalia, Shaleam, Shalato. Let's call the whole thing off. I don't. <laughs> Shalea, Shalato, tomato, tomato. It's too many Shame differences. ding dong. M. Night, Shalea. Yes, it's uh like you said, if you don't bother to be consistent in the pronunciation, how are we expected to follow suit? Is she mispronouncing her own name or has she decided this is a new version of her name? I'm assuming she mispronounced it. It was in a a, a video where they were quite upset that we'll get to later. But she's he's like, I'm Jeff. And she's like, I'm Shalim, And I had to rewind it. I said, you're who? <laughs> Wait, what? Man, have you ever been so pissed off that you forgot how to
1: say your it's own name? Or- Had Heather hotter, Heather, damn it, Christ. Never happened to me. You do say Christ uh, though sometimes, yeah. I mean, uh, Master Christy is what I'm going to start going by.
0: Praise her, uh, yeah. You're just going to start making declarations, and I'm going to sit next to you and be like, "Ah, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah.
1: God damn, man. At part three of the Netflix series. Really got me going. I, yeah. I, there's just zero redeeming qualities about these two to the point where I'll save
0: it for so what do we think? Yes, indeed. A child's entered the <laughs> chat. Yes. Dot, and dot, dot. There's so much, uh, so much crimes, possible crimes to get to as well. And so what do we think? So we've got mm-hmm. a full docket today. A full docket. We've got Judge a full Christie's not even on okay. the bench.
1: I'm not. I mean, I always am, aren't I? Right. I feel like once a judge, always a judge. You're exactly. Just, you can't ever not be on the bench. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, If they came to my court, I already know. I would throw them in jail for the rest of their lives. (laughs) That's my ruling. (laughs) And your jurisdiction. And it's, yeah, my jurisdiction is global. So that does include Michigan. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. All over. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get into it. In December 2019, Jeff and Shalia had a miracle event, an all-night channeling session in which they came up with 20 new Twin Flames pairings. Leadership distributed the list
0: with the instruction that God is simply inviting you to explore this relationship. Explaining God is directing Jeff and Shalea to show people these
1: relationships. Jeff had begun claiming that members had been chasing their False twin flames. A new revelation that conveniently explained away why so many of their members were still single members were assured that the channeling session had delivered the names of their actual twin flames. The only problem, nearly all those on the list were heterosexual women who had been paired with other
0: women who were also members of TFU. And the timing, uh, one of the members that talked to Wondery for their podcast said, you know, I was getting to the point where I'm like, my twin flame clearly doesn't like me. He uh, told me multiple times to my face and in an email, please leave me alone. He told me I needed help. He actually married someone else. So yeah. I, she, you know, started taking this romance attraction course to maybe look nicer to reattract her twin flame or, you know, you get that kind of doubt in your stomach. So what a perfect time for them to be like, just so you know, it could, what you thought you wanted and that why you joined to get that thing, um, it's actually false. And we know the right answer.
1: How convenient when your business model isn't working out that you just flip it on its head and start a whole new thing. I would love to be a fly on the wall in their trashy mansion (laughs) when these (laughs) meetings were taking place. Like, Do you think they sat down and were like, fuck, God, we gotta come up with something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they—I have all this power. They believe anything I say. So now we'll just say that we got a message, and we're gonna find they—they just gotta be dudes now to make it work. So, but yeah, right. That's a good idea,
0: right? Like they'll do anything we say. I, I don't know. Or is it that they have a juicy session together? Oh, I want well, to think
1: about it, Heather. <laughs> Colleen McKinney Brown. Please (laughs) never say the words juicy session to me again. So gross.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, though. I don't know. But, or you know, they they say they believe it. But the behind-the-scenes footage where it's, like, these leadership meetings, they do say things like, these idiots will pay us whatever. Who cares? Yeah, so yeah. So it does it, – it, your question is not completely off-base given the footage that we've seen. Like, it, it's believable that they're, like, these dummies will believe us. We'll just tell them whatever.
1: I really think that they know they're running a scam. And – Especially Jeff, are proud of it. Like, I mean, flaunt that, like, I can say whatever I want, these people will follow. I mean, when he calls the one woman, like, I got that, the uh, girl living on her mom's floor, living on a mattress with her son, bitch gave me four grand just to take this class. There's such little respect for the people that are taking these courses when they're talking to, like, the higher ups in these. Mm -hmm. Very recorded meetings, you dummies. Everything is – you can't argue when we're seeing it happen. Like, don't gaslight the entire fucking Netflix community to make us think that we're not seeing what is actually happening.
0: It's context, Christy. It's out of context. It is not. what I keep saying. Everything's out of context. It's out of
1: context. thought about this last night. I thought if I – were to have a conversation with him and I know that he would say to me well this was taken out of context and my question to him would be what context could you provide that would make this look any better?
0: That would make bitch gave me four grand yeah. be a nice thing. That's like a and nice thing Jeff to say.
1: Ion hinders game masculine divine whatever Jingle the Hummer fuck Schmitt. your name is. Yeah. I pose that question to you because I'm sure that you're aware of us roasting you <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope you've listened to all three episodes by now but really there's nothing that could be said that or provided that would
0: make Mm-mm. them look any better. It's just impossible no and the, the lengthy comments we're about to get into uh dear listener viewer if you're watching on YouTube uh try to find what context any of this would be rational and normal to say because there's Mm-mm. not there's just not but that's currently their public uh rebuttal to everything is it's out of context it's just out of context.
1: I don't think there's any context that makes any of this okay. Not at all. The Twin Flames leadership explained that this was not a problem. Each paired couple on the list named one person as the divine masculine and one as the divine feminine. The women deemed divine masculine in each of the pairings were actually men who needed to lean into their divine masculine, according to Jeff and Shalea. It was then up to the coaches to help guide these members in their transition. In their Divine Masculine and Divine Feminine video series, Jeff and Shaleya explain the concept. Jeff says, in footage obtained
0: by Netflix. You need to know this. You're either feminine at your core or masculine at your core. The truth of who you are as a masculine energy is a man. And I know this might upset a lot of people and cause you to freak out, but that's just relax because there's a deeper truth here. I- I'm not here to push against anything, but simply reveal something. And uh, the ultimate truth is, if you're divine masculine, you're a man, you're a guy, you're a dude. <laughs> he then smirks into the camera and offers a small shrug. You know, Jim Halperting, while you're giving this fake information. Mm-mm, yeah, don't ever tell me to relax. I, I <laughs> just my,
1: I just see red, and I. Z- Tune out anything you've said after that if you tell me to do that. But this is the beginning of this ridiculous ideology they have come up with to basically just save their MLM from
0: from collapsing in on itself yeah figuring out a way to shepherd people into relationships they are not otherwise interested in being Mm -hmm. in. absolutely that that is that was at least the outcome it's hard to speculate on purpose but boy Heidi does it start to fit in if you're like we're losing money because we promised them that their true love would join would be revealed to them but we also said the true love has to join now the true loves are filing restraining orders oh shit we have to pivot and so Mm -hmm. that's true at least contextually it all fits
1: in the beginning, they encouraged stalking, harassing, doing whatever it ca- takes, using sex to get your, quote, twin flame to to like you. Well, that didn't work because, of course not. It's abuse. No. It's harassment. Nobody is going to get involved in a relationship when it starts off like that. Coercion. Out and, yeah, and you run away. And then, I mean, good on the people that are like, you need help. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am – this is a boundary. Like, stop texting me. I'm going to file a restraining order because – if this was flipped and all of these were men doing this to women on the outside, everybody would be losing their shit. It's the same. Yeah. We're, you know, I mean it's the same crimes that are being committed. But yeah, now it's like, oh, well, that didn't work, so, you know, what they can't do if they're already in the universe, they can't file a restraining order against each other. That Surely they we're not going to allow that. So, yeah, it's a it's a foolproof plan. Mm-hmm. Jeff then began commenting
0: on the member's genitals. In that same video, he says, First, you accept that you're truly a man inside. The fact that you have a vagina and you're a man inside, the vagina is truly an illusion. Dissolve the illusion and recognize that you're actually a man and recognize that you already have a penis. And it doesn't the context is irrelevant. This is nonsense word this salad. Is That's a bananas. It's Cuckoo
1: so harmful. bananas.
0: We all took biology
1: dipshit. Like this isn't how the fucking body works. I don't even understand. Recognize that you already none of this makes sense. I tried to really break it down. Dissolve the illusion that a vagina is a real thing, I guess, is what they're saying. And recognize you're actually a man and that you already have a
0: penis. If I may say, this guy is speaking completely out of turn because he is a cisgender heterosexual man. So how about for anybody that's a cisgender heterosexual man, you shut the fuck up when you're talking about gender issues because you uh, don't know. You don't know. And
1: his wife is a cis heterosexual woman. So Yeah. you (laughs) You have two people that have never... Gone through the things that they are about to have other people in their organization force them to go through. It's, mm-hmm. it really is some of the most insidious type of abuse I've seen in, I'm going to call it a cult. I think it's a cult, the I very least is. in MLM. The, well, I mean, this is, this is wild that you would even think that you could say this and get away with it.
0: Yeah, to, I will briefly on whether or not it's a cult. Miriam Webster Webster defines cult as like a, a more fringe system of beliefs, which I think this absolutely is. Yeah. And at least as far as Texas is concerned defamation-wise, the courts won't extend themselves into ecclesiastic matters. So you saying the Catholic Church is a cult, twin flames universe is a cult, twin flames can't say you're going I'm going to sue you and say you said I was a cult because that would require the government, the court to establish yes this is not this is or no this is not a religion and they at least in the Fifth Circuit in Texas and for the most part uh they just won't dive into that because it there are first uh, amendment constitutional grounds for that
1: so even under their Church of Union that they form so they don't have to pay taxes, oh we'll get to that if their ideas are being <laughs> preached through that church,
0: then could the government step in no I mean and say it's a cult. Well, I'm just saying you're allowed to say out loud it's a cult, but the government won't say this is a cult, this is not. Uh, tax laws apply to religious organizations. Labor laws, which we'll talk about later, apply to religious organizations. Criminal laws apply to people running religious organizations. So I don't think that the church is the umbrella slash shield that he really thinks it is. I mean, it's not. I can tell you that based on the law. But yeah, the government won't go in and say you're a cult, but they can go in and say, we don't care if you're a church. These are laws that apply to everybody, and you've got to follow them too.
1: Mm-hmm. During one of their YouTube videos, Jeff doubles down on this
0: homophobic way of thinking, saying, Is homosexuality a sin? No! No, it's not! That's so silly. Homosexuality doesn't even really exist. If you're really two masculine energies having sex, you're just shaking hands because it's not your twin flame anyway. And this is where we delve into gay and lesbian erasure, uh, trans erasure, uh, non-binary erasure. There's just it is such a yes, uh, male female, yeah, dualistic way of thinking that it doesn't even I couldn't even consider uh, that there's gay or lesbian people.
1: Through tears, Keeley Griffin told Netflix how she and the other coaches were forced to teach their clients about the divine feminine and divine masculine, even if it contradicted their own personal beliefs. Keeley explained that she was told to contact all of her clients who were on the list and tell them they had been given a special message from Jeff and Shalea, sharing with filmmakers.
0: I knew this was somehow like a, a test, like I was being watched to see if to see if I would do it. And I think she's absolutely right. I
1: think Mm -hmm. all of, like any cult leader, you put these things in front of your minions and you like prove your loyalty to me. I don't care if you believe in this or not or if you think it's just out of left field and problematic. If
0: you want to be a part of this organization, you're going to do it. Yeah. And she kind of told them, hey, you know, I'm going to get some resistance or I'm getting some resistance. And they said, welcome to our world. This is what it's like when you're trying to help people find their way. And it's like, "Um, no, I think that people being resistant to what you tell them is their boundaries that they're expressing. Welcome to our world. As she
1: is sitting in her small You know, trailer doing this while they're in this giant house in Michigan, flaunting their Louis Vuitton and Chanel and Mm -hmm. Versace. Welcome to our world. Pretty, uh, it doesn't resonate, doesn't It's pretty tone
0: deaf. That's a good way to put it. Sinister Hood will be right back. One of Keeley's
1: clients was Angie, who identified as a cis-bisexual woman upon entering TFU.
0: Keeley was now telling Angie that... A feminine can never be attracted to another feminine or masculine to another masculine. So really, bisexuality doesn't exist. Keeley told Angie that it had been declared that fellow TFU member Victoria
1: was actually Angie's twin flame and that Angie was a divine masculine within the couple. Despite Angie never having felt like she was a man, Keely urged her to cut her hair, dress more masculine, and change her name and pronouns.
0: And that really sucks because Angie was the one who previously had taken their romance attraction course and, and got herself all done up. She is a cancer survivor. So trying to grow her hair back out, experimenting with makeup. And she said as she wore makeup after that, she was told you're a divine masculine. They said, you got to take that makeup off. That's a block. You wanting to wear eyeliner and foundation and makeup. That's a block. So now you're controlling their appearance and how they uh, uh, present themselves. And it's such a mind fuck
1: yeah. that every time you think, OK, maybe this is it and I'm you know, finding myself. They just do a 180 and it's mm-hmm. like the rugs pulled out from under you. Angie's also the one that was encouraged to go after her younger coworker, yeah, who was a gay man, who kept telling her, I am not interested in you. This Please. this has to stop. And she just kept harassing him because they told her, Go get your man. That's him. He's not gay. He that you're his twin flame. He doesn't even know what he wants. Mm. And now, well, actually. You're a man, Angie. Yeah. So you start acting like a man. And here's Victoria, who you know through the group, but
0: it's not as if they had ever hit it off in a romantic were, way. Not at all. No, they were like gal pals. They would mm-hmm. like call each other up and want to like gossip, chat about their twin flames. And they each knew each other well enough that Victoria said, I knew Angie's dream was to go live in a cabin in the woods and play board games. My dream is to live in New Orleans and have live jazz music and have like a music performing husband, not a woman who wants to live in. and, And Victoria really wanted kids. Angie didn't. And they were just told, that's just a block you have to work through. That's a block. And Victoria said, I'm not into this. But Angie was told, go get your woman. You're the divine masculine. So you need to go and get her. Send her gifts to email her, call her, to where Victoria said, I'd see what what I would be excited in the past because it's a friend. Mm -hmm. Now my stomach hurts because I'm like, oh, God, what is it going to say now? So not only are they taking away romantic
1: relationships, but now they're affecting – friendships that had mm-hmm. existed before this. Because, yeah, now your friend is is being turned into your stalker.
0: Yeah, and they were pushing Angie on the name. And she kind of said, ah, maybe Aaron." My parents said that maybe they name me Aaron. They pushed her, pushed her. And she finally, she's Ojibwe First Nations. And she gave them Ajin, which was the name her grandmother called her. And they said, oh, okay. And she said, you know, I'm still so sad they took that mm-hmm. for me. But that pushing, pushing, pushing of changing your name. Mm-hmm. You yes, she said, I just wanted it to be
1: over with. So I finally just... Gave them the, I mean, it's the same thing we hear when people are being pressed to give a an in, in, in interrogation, to give a, right. a a statement to wrongfully convict themselves. I mean, it's the same type of tactics where you just wear someone down until
0: they're so beat down, they just say whatever to get out of it. Right. It's like, I'll say anything for this conversation to end. For sure. Former member
1: Jesse was also told she was the divine masculine, a proclamation that, like
0: Angie, she disagreed with. Jesse told Netflix, I had never felt I was in the wrong body. I had never felt like a man. So I was called into a divine healing group with Angie and a lot of others. Jesse told filmmakers the purpose of the healing group was Accepting yourself as a dude in a female's body.
1: Members of the secret group were instructed not to tell anyone about it or what they were doing in the
0: group. However, the control didn't stop there. Jesse explained to Netflix, The healing sessions would not end until everybody had complied and healed the block. It's like Dr. Lelich was saying of eventually
1: everyone becomes a perpetrator within the Mm -hmm. cult because you're made to turn on each other. And it's, you know, if one person is holding out and everyone's like, please just fucking say you're a guy so we can (laughs) stop with these sessions. And you don't want to. Right. But
0: you're coerced into it because you're like, well – I don't want to let this whole group down. They so. want to leave. I'm kind yeah. of the one standing in the way. Yeah. And plus, they even if you said, actually, you know, I'm Heather and my pronouns are she, her, they would go, okay, Heath, he, him. Heath really doesn't, he won't do this. So poor Jessie said she was getting misgendered with male pronouns that she said, I please stop. And it was mm-hmm. like you denying your male pronouns are a block. And it wasn't until she told her mom who said, Okay, are you saying this because you really feel like that, which in which case I love you, or are you saying it because they told you to say it? And she's like, "Well, they told me to say it." Mm-hmm. Bless that mom who really.
1: Right? And and Jesse even said she didn't call them a cult. She just said, "Are they tell? Is this because they are telling you to say that?" And she said it was a logical question. And when I thought about it, it was yeah. And that's a really good example of like how to approach these things if you're a family members not be judgmental, not do something to, you know, anger them or make them feel shame, but really pose some logical questions that might get them thinking in a different way.
0: Right. It's like loving support to keep the door open, but also kind of Socratic type of questions so they can come to that conclusion Mm -hmm. like Jessie did where she was like, I'm in a cult," Oh, shit. And then logged off like the next day. Yeah.
1: Also, if you have a secret group and you're not allowed to tell anybody about it or what you're doing, huge red flags.
0: Yeah, that that starts to pull in Nexium, you know, the mm-hmm. the vow they had that upper echelon organization that you had to join or whatever. So that starts to get sticky, especially when they're like don't tell any other members what we do in here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, to me it's you're acknowledging there's something wrong about what we're doing, so we don't want it getting out to everybody. Yeah, let's not publicize this. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. A tearful Keeley told Netflix that members didn't really have a choice if they wanted to accept their appointed genders,
0: explaining. Because if they didn't accept it, that means they would get kicked out and lose everything they had worked towards. Keeley now recognizes how harmful all of this was, but shared with Netflix that at the time. I didn't realize it was abuse. I just knew that it was really scary and that I didn't like it. She told producers for
1: Wondery that she was coerced by Jeff and Shalaya to make the women transition to their new divine masculine form, saying, There was a lot of pressure to get these things done. According to Keeley, Jeff and Shalaya explained to her that if she didn't help her coaching clients transition, she was not loving them.
0: And that goes along with what they Jeff and Shalaya initially kind of – put on Keeley and said, you're in this harmonious twin flame union, you owe it to other members to spread this love. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you that you have to make them transition to spread that love. And you're already predisposed to believe that you owe a debt for this relationship that you're in. And then you're more likely to listen and do that. So for Jeff and Shalaya, every time his answer is like, people can just do whatever they want. They can just act however they want. Full of shit. He's full of shit. And he knows it because he uses certain phrases and certain things. And, he, and frankly, in a quote, he sort of acknowledges it, like, they'll do anything I want. Yeah. So, you, yeah, again, where's the context for that, buddy? But you can see how Keeley was set up, primed, and then put into motion her, to do these actions. Yeah.
1: I really felt for Keely during this. She clearly, even to this day, has a lot of trauma about mm-hmm. what happened. But, you know, the realization starts to dawn on her that I am – Abusing people. I'm complicit Mm -hmm. in this, you know, and at the same time, like I have also been abused to get to this point. But the guilt that then comes along with that of like, I thought I was helping these people, and now I realize I have done a lot of damage that can't be undone. She's just, it was really hard to watch her struggle through this interview and kind of relive all of this. It's still very, very painful for her. It's very apparent.
0: Right. And you, you want to tell her, hey, when you know better, do better. And you have done so much better with yeah. speaking out as much as you have, because having someone that high up willing to speak out, I think give, lends a lot of credence to these allegations.
1: For sure. Former member Arcelia, a trans
0: woman, told Netflix how upsetting the new teachings were. They wanted you to completely align with this over-heteronormative traditional obscenity. It's not their fucking place to decide what gender somebody is or what they're meant to align with. It's not their fucking place. That is something people need to do on their own, and it's, it's dangerous.
1: This was the catalyst for Arcelia finally leaving the TFU Facebook group. Sexuality and gender historian Jules gill peterson told filmmakers from Escaping
0: Twin Flames universe how insidious these ideologies are. It doesn't look like conventional conversion therapy because we're so used to Christian conversion therapy, in particular, using anti-trans language. But then when you look at the purpose to which it's put, I think it starts to look a lot less progressive and a lot less inviting.
1: It's a good point. It is yeah. It is not the traditional conventional conversion therapy when we think of, you know, a uh, Christian church sending a bunch of teens off to a camp to kind of pray the gay away. But Mm -hmm. this is
0: just as insidious and harmful and dangerous. Yeah, and that's what uh, journalist Alice Hines, who was interviewed in the Prime documentary, as well as Victoria, who was a former member, have used this phrase conversion therapy. And truly, when you think about a traditional conversion therapy for a trans youth, you take a trans girl, send her to a camp, and they say, you're a boy, you're a boy, you're a boy, Wear, bo-, you know, cut your hair like a boy, dress like a boy. And she says, no, I know who I am. Even if she was assigned male at birth, you know who you are more than whether it's a conversion therapist at a pray the gay away camp or these fucking idiots in Michigan you know who you are uh, beyond somebody telltale telling you and that's why I think it's It's very harmful for the LGBTQ community in general because of what we talked about earlier, the gay, lesbian, bisexual erasure, the non-binary erasure to say, oh, no, you are either male or female. Mm -hmm. You are either masculine or feminine. Go fuck yourself. My NB homies would have seriously disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And so to see that same mechanism as uh, it's another church doing conversion therapy just Mm -hmm. in a kind of a twisted way to make the money, frankly, is what appears to be the outcome.
1: No, yeah, money is one hundred percent the motive here. Uh, I think with some religions, religion is the Certainly. motive. Yes, I and it goes against you know what their religion is. For these two idiots, I I think that it's money one hundred percent. I don't really think that they care who you are with or what you how you identify. Or I think they just want to make more money, and they realize. Their business model was struggling because of nobody wanting to get involved. So now they had to just pivot and start this nonsense.
0: No, I think that's a reasonable opinion to have because given the information we've seen of, he says, oh, look at my Maybach, look at my watch, look at my this. Oh, these idiots, that bitch gave me four grand. I mean, it starts to stack up that the Mm -hmm. motivation, the focus is money. And then you start to see the way that their belief system sort of zigzags back and forth at whatever whim is the most profitable. It's not an unreasonable opinion to say, they they seem like they're in it for the money.
1: There's one clip where they're at the... In person gathering in Sedona, and oh, the, oh my God! They, what you're gonna say? They walk down the aisle, and he has this look on his face, like he is a, a warrior going into battle. Just like it's disgusting. And they sit down. And he starts saying, you know, when I found Shalea, as if she, she was, was in, just, yeah, like a, a stray dog on the side of the street. When I found Shalea, <laughs> she was- in that Holiday Inn
0: parking lot, I kicked my sandals off and chased her down with a leash.
1: <laughs> she was living in a, a garage, sleeping on a mattress on the floor and riding her bike to work in this desert heat. And now look at her, decked out in Chanel. And she's like, and, hey. And she goes, <laughs> Yeah, I did pretty well for myself.
0: Bitch, you did nothing. No. Nothing. You, you sat next to him, repeated what he said, giggled, and then he went, Yeah, exactly. Great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's pretty And much then all you she went
1: does. to, you know, Neiman's and bought yourself a Chanel dress. Good for fucking you. Anyone with some money can do that. It doesn't make you nah. a better person. And in fact, to call out that you're wearing some expensive brand name is so cringy. Like no, people, that, <laughs> people that do well for themselves and dress like that authentically don't feel the need to, you know, be a label whore and talk about that kind of stuff. But they love to post pictures of themselves at the Louis Vuitton store or their Versace washes. It's so new rich cringe. Yeah. It makes me, pop on myself into affinity it's it truly it makes it's- me myself into infinity <laughs> yeah you're
0: gone it uh it's giving rednecks won the lottery truly that's yes. what it is it's like mm-hmm. y'all want to see what we bought in here look yes. at our pool you got a big old pool and you're like okay dial it down buddy have some <laughs> class act like you've been here before good god sinister hood will be right back A couple named Anne and Katrina first found Jeff and Shalaya's
1: videos in 2015 and joined the Twin Flames universe in 2017. The pair were together already by then, excited to explore their relationship that had evolved from lifelong platonic friends to romantic partners. Eventually, Anne and Katrina were made vice presidents of sales at TFU and featured as coaches. Their roles as VPs were demanding and unpaid though they claimed to have earned a combined $120,000 in one year from coaching. But then, things changed. Jeff began pushing Anne to identify as a man. Reiterating that every twin flame union consisted of a divine masculine and a divine feminine, Jeff sought to divine Anne and Katrina's relationship in those same heteronormative terms. Anne told Vanity Fair that although she enjoyed broing out with her male friends playing basketball— she had not felt like nor ever considered herself to be a man. Videos of Katrina and Anne's sessions show Jeff pushing Anne to adopt a masculine name, Dan. He also challenged the women's sex life, first asking Katrina how she could be satisfied if Anne didn't have a penis, then asking whether Anne's spirit penis was sufficient.
0: And this is one of the moments where I already thought he was an idiot. I already had an extremely low opinion. But to look into a woman named Anne's face and say, let's make up a male name for you. How about Dan? I almost fell out. I was like, what is wrong with you? Business Christ, you idiot. What is wrong with you? (laughs) How about from the
1: from the what? Wait, hold on. From Bethlehem to the boardroom, <laughs> business right. Christ is not serving. It's it's like in uh, it's Brady House, Bunch when yeah. they're like, "What's his name?" George Glass. Glass, yeah. And Dan takes zero creativity. So I mean, I'm offended for multiple reasons. Yeah. That this is happening, and one of them is
0: your creativity sucks. Also, can we just talk about the psychological implications of this? Absolute wet sock saying (laughs) that two women can't satisfy each other. I have some news for you, Jeff. Dumb (laughs) piece of shit. What also Spirit penis.
1: Hey everybody, we're Spirit Penis. Can we get a one word suggestion to get our show started?
0: Come on. So ridiculous. <laughs> right. Spirit Penis? That's the best you could do? No, I mean yes, that's the best he could do cuz he's an idiot. Yes, he, he, he
1: brainstormed an- for there were oh. so many other drafts <laughs> on a whiteboard somewhere I would pay money to see. What else they were going to call it before they
0: landed he's on Spirit like, Penis? Holy junk. No, no, uh um, Divine Dong. That's the one. No, we can't <laughs> say divine dong. It sounds too much like divine dish and you eat mm. both of them. Huh 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 spirit, spirit
1: penis? Spirit penis. Jinx, that's what we we're gonna go with. Oh, oh, oh. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. There's so so much. I mean, and w- what is a spirit penis?
0: What even is that? He doesn't know because it's made up because he's an <laughs> idiot. And it's really a bummer to watch these two women who are clearly very in love with each yes. other. Because they joined already being in a relationship mm-hmm. and like be truly supportive, loving each other. And the the irony is that this fucking man thought he could come between two best friends. So you, good luck, buddy. Two best good friends. fucking luck. Who
1: turned into lovers. Yeah. You are never going to break this fucking bond, you moron. It's, and, and when their face is on the, the camera and he's telling them this, they are both just like, (laughs) just Um, so uncomfortable. And he's like, what about Dan? And she's like, um, yeah, that hasn't really resonated. And he just interrupts her and he's like, Hey, I'm trying to help you out here. Help me out with what I was doing just
0: great. And now you're 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 throwing a wrench at everything. Yeah, and being like, you need to start using he, him pronouns. And she's like, I that doesn't fit. I'm Anne. Like, I think we all inherently know who we are. We know how we identify. And we should be allowed to explore that on our own and not have this mop with a beard glued to it telling us what we should identify as. It's an extra mind fuck, too, when
1: Anna Katrina and Arcelia, when they first joined – Arcelia was open that she was a trans woman. She said she felt embraced and welcomed and, you know, they didn't have any issue with that. They celebrated the diversity. Same with Anna Katrina being like an openly lesbian couple. And now a couple years in, it's like, oh, by the way, if you want to stay in this, you're going to have to say you're a dude now and start going by Dan.
0: Right. And to say, um, well, no, you're changing the rules because I've been around since, like, right. I've been watching you since 2015 and I've been around since 2017. I smell your shit. Like, I this know this isn't that, what I signed no. up for. No. And Arcelia also mentioned how she was sort of tokenized and was like used mm. as a, well, look how great. Look, we're so welcoming because look at Arcelia, which is exactly what a trans person wants is to be uh, singled out and used as a prop for two yeah. cisgender heterosexual people to use to make money. So yeah. good on her for leaving. For sure. And for, yeah. When Anne
1: refused to change her name and pronouns, she and Katrina received abusive texts telling them they were dumb as fuck for not going along with it. Jeff alleged the couple was engaged in a hostile takeover of the company,
0: but his texts reveal it was more of a power struggle telling Anne in one message, take a guy's name and a guy's pronouns, or I will need to put someone else in charge of sales who does respect my work.
1: Anne refused. She and Katrina were ousted from the group in late 2018, waking up one day to find themselves blocked from their coaching clients and a 45-minute video posted by Jeff and Shalea telling followers why the women were being released. Two years later, however, Anne's Sessions, described as juicy, were still available for sale on the Twin Flames Universe website for the price of $2, $2,222.
0: And that's the wild thing is that they would do these things and then people would quit and then they would still be selling the archive videos. And I, I think it's because it was such a volume of footage that people were required to watch that you wouldn't really be able to go, hey, where is Anne and Katrina? Like, where, where did they end up after this? Either that, or then you. he uses their session of, you watched that session, you watched how resistant she was, and now they left the group because they're sick and they won't heal their soul. So then mm-hmm. you're still profiting off of something, even though you look like a total jackass in it, you figure out a way to explain it away. Oh, sure. Yeah, he had an answer
1: for everything. And they were stupid as fuck answers, but yeah, he honestly. still seemed to have an answer for everything. <laughs> Members who had been deemed divine masculine continued to be pressured into transitioning – some even getting top surgery. Heartbroken moms of members watched as their brainwashed children became completely different people, not because they genuinely felt they had been born into the wrong body, but because they were being threatened that if they didn't transition, they would be kicked out of the group, losing everything they had worked for. Because these moms were considered energy leaks by Jeff and Shalea, their children had cut off contact with them years ago. Now, They only got to see them via YouTube videos and they barely recognize them. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. I was a mess during just the moms that have found each other. There's three moms that have kids that are still deep in this and they've actually found each other through Reddit and came together and they've developed this support system. But the, grief and sadness and loneliness that they feel Mm -hmm. because these people just rip their kids away from them. And all of the moms are very respectful and saying, you know, I don't understand this. I do think that they were forced into this, but I'm going to respect my child's wishes. And they go by he, him pronouns now. And so it was just unbelievable to see them really making this effort to be kind and loving to their children mm-hmm. when they have no relationship, but they still want to show them that they're loved, they're respected, they can come home. One of the mom gets a text from her son during this and it about wrecked me. Just like, yeah. you know, I mean she and it she's like, I'm so nervous. I'm shaking. I don't want to say the wrong thing and send it back. And it made me think of Like when you're first dating somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, oh, I don't want to scare them off. I got to be like gentle in what I say. And this is their kid that they carried and gave birth to. And they are now so distant from because of these two fucking idiots that they're having to like use these kid gloves to, you know, just be very gentle. Like, I don't want to scare them away. I'm just begging for them to come back home and, and know that. They are still loved and welcomed here because they're being told by these fucks that, oh, they're energy leaks. They don't want anything to do with you. That's not at all the case. And I hope that the people, the kids of these moms see the Netflix show and see how much they truly are loved and missed.
0: Yeah, and that their families still have a place for them. And, you know, when it first was going down, one of them says, you know, I told him to get out of here. And I regret every day yeah. that I said that. But thank God that the door starts to crack open for them. Mm-hmm. Because d- when you lose a parent, I mean, that's it. You're, you've are you just wasted however many years being in this group, cutting your mom off, who is d- fighting for you, fighting to mm-hmm. love you and to support you and understand what's going on. And these people, by that I mean Jeff and Shalaya, have shown that if you disagree with them in any way, they'll cut you off. They'll, they'll drop you at the drop of a hat. And so it's very telling that these parents are like, I love you no matter what, even mm-hmm. if you're not even talking to me. I still love you, and Jeff is like, I will fire you if you don't change your pronouns, and I'll replace you with someone who will listen to me. Yeah. So it's just such a bummer to see all these kids giving their energy to somebody who would drop, who clearly is shown willing to drop them at the side, the the drop of a hat. Yeah, the families
1: show true unconditional love, and that is something that Jeff and Shalea, you know, brainwash these people into thinking they're getting from them, but it's. Couldn't be further from the truth. It's very conditional, as we just saw with Annie Katrina. In fact, there's a lot of conditions that they put on it, and they'll tell you to your face. If you don't follow these conditions, you're out. Yeah. Dr. Cassius Adair, professor at the New
0: School and author of The Transgender Internet, shared his thoughts with Netflix. I don't hear in the testimony of the people in the Twin Flames universe something like, I want to get closer to who I am. What I'm hearing them say is, I want to get closer to who I'm supposed to be. Dr. Adair further explained how this is a major red flag. We don't want there to be a supposed to be about gender. We want gender to be something you're allowed to discern on your own. While Jeff and Shalaya claim to be all loving and
1: accepting,
0: Dr. Adair disagrees, telling Netflix, I don't see Jeff and Shalaya supporting trans people by saying, hey, you can take hormones or get surgery. I see Jeff and Shalea supporting anti-trans people by saying, the gender you are is not determined by you. It's determined by the people who have power over you. So well put, Dr. Perfectly said. Thank you. No notes.
1: By 2020, Jeff had established Twin Flames Universe, MAP, the Mind Alignment Process, Divine Dish, Divine Gaming, and the Church of Union a growing number of former members began gathering online to share stories about their treatment by the organizations. These posts caught the attention of investigative journalist Sarah Berman. Berman's damning article for Vice was published in February of
0: 2020, titled, This YouTube School Promised True Love. Students Say They Got Exploited Instead.
1: She interviewed multiple ex-members and reviewed videos
0: and communications from the group. Those who spoke openly with her claimed they were gaslit and manipulated into volunteering hundreds of hours of free labor, exploited for thousands of dollars, discouraged from seeking professional mental health care, and cut off from their families. The parent's Berman interview told her, Our kids were pressured to cut off all family contact unless they send money. After the article was published, Jeff and Shalaya were apparently unhappy with the coverage
1: as they responded by sending threatening letters to those they believed cooperated with the reporting. Well, isn't it convenient that you can talk to them as long as they're sending you money, which
0: yeah.
1: then is going to get dumped into you taking courses that, you that have to we take- charge you for. And so, ipso facto, it's all coming to us.
0: Yeah, just much like they were like, just sign up for a credit card if you can't afford it. It's like, well, will your parents send you money? Well, then you might want to keep talking to them. Mm -hmm. That might might work. And when Keely said when the Vice article came out, initially, Jeff and Shalaya told everybody, oh, you don't even need to read it. It's like, don't even look at it. Don't even think about it. Call them haters. They're just haters. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your time. Well, it was worth Jeff and Shalaya's time to write this letter. (laughs) Vice obtained a copy of the four-page letter sent by the pair, which read in part, you will write a complete and effective collective retraction and apologize for the lies you told about us.
1: The problematic couple claimed all accusations in the Vice Report were lies and that those who had participated were engaged in the bullying, slander, and
0: cyber violence. The retractions would have to be published in 48 hours or else the pair would publish a very revealing and very uncomfortable for you article. Well, I was like, certainly that's extortion. And it is. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's a felony in Michigan. I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but I would say the language in the letter, in my opinion, fits the Michigan extortion law, which is a person by written communication maliciously threaten injury to a person with the intent to compel the person so threatened to do or refrain from doing an act. And taking it back later, the fact that you didn't act on it, none of those are defenses. And the statute of limitations is 10 years. Uh, just a fun fact for everybody about Michigan law. Uh, penal what Code a Section fun fact 213. That- somebody could probably do something with. That is a Just very fun fact. Interesting information to say. I have very uncomfortable information I'll release. And in fact, when I was a lawyer, they trained us not to do this, that if you're sending a cease and desist and you have possible legal things you could do or something, you know, like I can report you to the, the police for X. You either report them or you don't, but you mm-hmm. don't say you pay me, you do this, or else I'm going to report you to the police. Because I remember my boss at Legal Aid, someone was like, can we say this in a letter? And he's like, no, that's extortion. <laughs> like, yeah, it's oh, blackmail. You're so, you're so dramatic. No, he's not dramatic. It is extortion.
1: <laughs> and it's also, the pe- these people have told Jeff and Shaleya their deepest, darkest secrets, their wants, yeah. desires. And now you're mm-hmm. being told, if you don't retract everything, we're going to put you on blast. I mean, it's like revenge porn. Like, yeah. everyone's going to know your business unless you do what we say. How... And they want to say that others are engaged in bullying, slander, and cyber violence. It's just the – I don't even think it's that they don't know they're doing anything wrong. I think they are aware they are doing things wrong. They just think they're above it and smarter than other people and that they can weasel their way out of it every time. But you're not. You're fucking idiots. And you said, oh, well, when I was a lawyer and I was trained – There's the magic word. These people have not been trained in shit. They are just making all of this stuff up. So they don't have anybody that knows the law, that knows like, hey, buddy, hey, business Christ, shouldn't be saying that. Like, get a fucking lawyer. You say you're so rich. Instead of buying another Versace watch, go out and buy a lawyer to maybe read over some stuff that you're blasting out on the
0: internet. Yeah, and, and that's, Vice said that this letter, because they obtained copies of it, they said the letter was not signed by an attorney, and I was like, I sure fucking hope not, because saying do this or else I will reveal information about you is such a big no-no we get trained on. Such a big no-no. hmm Sinisterhood will be right back. The letter also threatened the
1: ex-students
0: with bankruptcy, with Jeff and Shalaya writing. Bankruptcy means it's nearly impossible for you to rent an apartment, rent a room, and even apply for a real world job. We will not only engage the legal system to take you to court for civil and criminal activities, your criminal activities will land you in jail. We will hire private investigators to come after you and investigate you. According to Vice, more than a dozen
1: people received the letter, including some parents and former members who were not interviewed for
0: the story. Vice reported on the letters with a follow-up story titled, Accused cult leader threatened ex-members after Vice investigation. No one that was
1: threatened published a retraction or apology. Yeah, right? <laughs> to that, I would like to give you a round of applause. This is giving such burned like high school relationship vibes. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to ruin your life. I um, it's just so embarrassing. Like also to talk so condescendingly to someone like, Hey idiots, you probably don't know what bankruptcy means. So here I'm going to break it down for you. And people file for bankruptcy. Does it hurt you? Certainly. It's not, it doesn't necessarily no. mean it's going to ruin your entire life. And that's how th- they're making
0: it seem like unless you do this, your entire lives will be ruined. Yes. And he said, we'll subpoena you all to courts in Michigan where you don't live and you have to pay travel expenses, hotel, oh food, God. court fees, and lawyer fees in addition to the money we will sue you for. And it's like, oh man, don't say You're that. so in a embarrassing. Letter. Yeah, don't say that. And here's my question again to them. Oh, it's context. What's the context of that, you guys? There's no context no, there's that makes no that okay. Contest. There wasn't a psych at the end. No, <laughs> JK. Know, Yeah. Or, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, it's, it's so embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed for them. I'm like, my body is physically tensing up because I'm so embarrassed that they're just so petty and just stupid.
0: Yeah, stupid, vicious. Yeah, stupid, yeah vicious, but yeah. also just real stupid. This is one of, there's a, a famous like response, attorney response letter where you write him back and go, hey, I need to make you aware somebody's signing your name to real dumbass letters. <laughs> I got this one in the mail. So you might want to be on, on alert that an idiot is going around threatening to extort people and also making claims about uh, filing an improper venue for punitive reasons. And you really mm-hmm. shouldn't admit stuff like that in writing. So you maybe lock your email down. Yeah. like one of my favorite things i've
1: heard recently on tiktok is people saying you know if if like a guy says something that's just ridiculous to you, you just go what a strange thing for you to say to me what a what a weird thing that you felt comfortable saying to me just now
0: you know just like yeah, putting like- it back on them and call, like what makes you think that this is appropriate for you to say? Yeah. who Did you have someone read this before you sent it? Oh, you mm-hmm. didn't? Okay. Well, maybe do that and then send it back to me because, no, thank you.
1: Vice was also threatened with legal action. The news outlet reported receiving an email from Lisi Maps, Twin Flames' CEO and Senior Executive Minister with the Church of Union. In it, Maps compared the publication to Hitler and the Twin Flames group to Jews in the Holocaust, a massive tragedy, which she disrespectfully misspelled in her correspondence.
0: Yes, she told Weiss oh. that they were the same way Hitler treated the Jews in the H uh, O L O C O S T. Fuck you for bringing that up. Jeff brings it up multiple times, tries to compare himself to Jews in Nazi Germany, and it's fucking disgusting. And mm-hmm. there is no context. There's no context for that's ever okay. So go fuck yourself. It only
1: gets worse. It yeah, only yeah. gets fucking worse. Jeff and Shalaya did proceed with lawsuits, though unsuccessfully. In June of 2020, they filed two civil actions naming ex-members and their parents as defendants. The lawsuits accused those who spoke to vice of committing defamation per se, injurious falsehood, trade libel, commercial disparagement, tortious. Tortious. Tortious interference with contractual relations and prospective contractual relations, as part of a conspiracy. One of the parents was interviewed in the Netflix docu series about the litigation. She said it cost her around thirty grand to defend against the case. The lawsuit was eventually thrown out by the judge in Michigan on jurisdictional grounds. Though the judge did note Jeff and Shalea's apparent bad faith in filing the lawsuit given Jeff's letter threatening to haul out-of-state defendants into Michigan courts in order to increase litigation costs.
0: And that's exactly why it got thrown out is because you can't just sue anybody anywhere at all. The court has to have jurisdiction over it, and the court very specifically had no jurisdiction. The Michigan federal court did not because none of the Michigan long-arm statute, which – Says who you can sue in Michigan courts. Says you have to actually purposefully avail yourself of Michigan, and that's kind of the Supreme Court case law, federal civil procedure, like semester one of law school is: Did this person, were they asking for it? You know, did they go around knocking on doors in Michigan, handing out flyers, going, "Hey, I went to the city council meeting and said Jeff and Shalea are uh, crooks, they're criminals." You know, I was all about Michigan. I went and petitioned the governor. It's like, no, this lady was in her house in Arizona. Another person was in like Belgium. These people are all over the place. And he's on the Internet and he's availing himself of the Internet, which I think is going to have jurisdictional implications as we move forward. But like at no point were these people availing themselves of Michigan and the way that this was drafted. I mean, it's like borderline lying to the like lying to the court. When you write in your petition, the court has jurisdiction for the following reasons. The reason we're like Jeff lives here and also. Vice is located in Toronto, which is kind of near here. So probably <laughs> she chose to talk to Vice because maybe like people that live here would read Vice. And the court's like, it's an online magazine, you dipshits. Like, no, Mm-mm. I will disagree with the court though, because the, um, Ms. Cole, who was the parent on Netflix who said she paid 30,000, her attorneys, I went on Pacer and I found all the filings. Her attorneys asked for sanctions, which is where you go, hey, these people did this in bad faith. Look at this letter. He said specifically he's filing here to to cost uh, us this extra money. And the court said, well, it's apparent bad faith, so we are dismissing dismissing it, but we're not going to charge Jeff and Shalaya for your attorney fees because we don't really have more to go off on that. And I imagine she doesn't have enough money to appeal that, but uh, that certainly stung for me, and I disagreed with the yeah. judge there. But yeah.
1: Thirty grand is a lot of money, and to Jeff and Shalea, it was just you know another uh, bag for Shalea, but to uh, regular people, that's a yeah. huge chunk of a huge chunk of change. That now you're just out because of just these dipshits.
0: Well, and the, the lawsuit itself was not meritorious because. The allegations of defamation per se, you have to allege someone committed a crime of moral turpitude or uh, impugn their chastity. So be like, you a ho, like that technically might count. But some of the language was like exploitive, abusive, cult, abusers, which none of those in my mind are a crime. And very specifically, a, they pulled a comment from Reddit, which if you are suing people about Reddit comments, you have fallen so far. Get in
1: line, first of all. I mean, who? there's a million comments that we could sue up. Not us. No, and but in anybody.
0: And the comment on Reddit. The comment said these two have brain damage. They don't have a lot of stimulation in their prefrontal cortex, so they're reliant on their reptilian brain. And they <laughs> put this whole comment. And then the attorney literally typed, "Mr. and Mrs. Iyan do not have brain damage." And I'm like <laughs> If you've got a petition in federal court to prove that, you've lived your life wrong. And how did
1: the attorney even find that out? Because I imagine he's not trolling Reddit, but I bet Jeff and Shalea sure are and just taking notes of everybody that said something. And that's, again, so embarrassing that that's how you're choosing to spend your time just – looking for stuff to,
0: to sue people over. Yeah. And suing them over um what, or like I said, they amount to like Reddit comments and they mm-hmm. deny, of course, the transgender things in the in the lawsuit. But they did say under damages that they pointed to four specific students that had canceled ongoing membership plans that cost them like between $1,300 and $2,500 per person. But they also said, you have to enjoin these people from ever saying anything about us again. And that, that was never going to happen. Like to get... A permanent, like, worldwide injunction over speech is like almost never grantable. And so, how would you even enforce that? No, I mean, it, it, it read to me as pretty frivolous. And I only found where they actually move forward with suing individuals because I think that they would knew their ass would get stomped by Vice and they because mm. Vice got, like, major investor money behind mm-hmm. it and I'm sure tons of insurance and stuff. So it seemed to me like a bully wanting to pick on, oh, I'm going to get this lady to spend, you know, take money out of her retirement, which is just nasty bullshit. Yeah.
1: It was very threatening and yeah. very, yeah, uh, bowing up to him, like... Daring them, like, how dare you say anything about us? Here's what yeah. we'll do to you, yeah during this time, the couple lived in Farmington Hills, Michigan. The local police were to- the local police there received several complaints from concerned family members who were involved with the group. Jeff King, with Farmington Hills Police, told Fox
0: Two News. We talked to several individuals that were part of the organization that day, inside the house. Everyone was there of their own free will. Everyone was a willing participant in the programs that they were paying for. Police determined it was a multi-level marketing operation, clarifying, We are not going to comment on whether this is right, wrong, or immoral. We're looking at a criminal aspect only, and at this time, there's no crime that occurred in the state of Michigan. The department forwarded its findings to the FBI.
1: Well, here's where I would disagree because I don't think everyone that is living in that house is there of their own free will. And I, like we talked about in episode one, like if you're being coerced, is that really free will? If you're being told, oh, well, you can live here and you got to do all of our housework, our cooking, our cleaning, wait on a scene of it, but we'll give you advice in these classes for free. I mean, it's a, it's a coercive situation. I, I feel like a lot of times when the cops get involved, they, if it's like, well, we're not uh, hands off. This is kind of weird. It's a cult. We don't want to say anything like everyone's saying that they're here of their own free will. And we're not going to dig any deeper into that. So Bye. And then meanwhile, the families are like, but they're not there of their own free will. They're being brainwashed.
0: Yeah, I think we're seeing between this, Profundity Yours, Nexium, Larry Ray, all the ones where you're having people work for no money, but saying, no, 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 I want to be here. We're seeing what I think is a real opportunity for federal law enforcement authorities to connect with local law enforcement authorities and offering them, Hey, this is the type of case you need to refer to us. I'm glad that Officer King said that they referred these things onto the FBI, but you see, like, you need that, um, where the, the local PD is not going to enforce, uh, department of, you know, federal criminal law of forced labor, of wire fraud, of things like that. But they should be trained to recognize it and they should be uh provided with a sufficient contact to be able to go hey you know agent smith with the FBI holy shit i got a weird situation and mm-hmm. you might want to look into this you know and maybe that's what they did and let's hope that that's what, what they do but i was so um heartbroken to watch stephanie the woman that is in the the group her twin sister you know desperately trying to call these local officers who maybe want to help but they're either not trained for it their hands are tied they're overburdened whatever and so i think that's a that's kind of a policy thing we can do of like mm-hmm. making sure that federal law enforcement and local are everybody knows who can do what and like this is a crime by yeah. the way or it could be so give me give me a call and let me look at it not letting things fall through the cracks everybody's certainly. working together certainly for sure
1: seemingly concerned with his reputation as a cult leader Jeff asked Keeley to watch Wild Wild Country on Netflix. <laughs> I can't even get through
0: this without laughing because this is so embarrassing. If, if you're, you're having, having the- your members watch <laughs> an XM and write an essay, you might be a cult leader. If you have your members binging Wild Wild Country to write an essay, you might be a cult leader. It's so embarrassing. This is something that you would do in like
1: a, a, a college class that you probably shouldn't be taking. Yeah. Just to- So, like, the lack of self-awareness or him thinking that he is just this big baddie when he is just such a loser. Yeah, Yeah, I said it. He is a straight-up loser. It's (laughs) just so – it makes me flames, flames on the side of my face that he – oh, that he even, like, was able to get his claws into some of these people to Mm -hmm. make him think that he is this badass. Because you are not – Jeff
0: Ion, you are pathetic, Sville. Yes, you live in <laughs> pathetic, Sville with your pathetic ass wife. <laughs> my favorite YouTube comment someone said he looks morally as weak as he does physically. And I was like, <laughs> God, <laughs> <damn."> fuck. <laughs> YouTube will get you. We'll get you. But yeah, you a, you a bitch, Jeff Ion. But oh, it is a man. bummer. And I have some theories as to why he was is currently successful. But,
1: well, again. Jeff asked Keeley to watch Wild Blood Country on Netflix about the Rajneeshpuram group, as well as Seduced and the Val documentaries about the sex cult Nexium and their leader Keith Raniere. She was then required to write an essay explaining why Jeff was not a cult leader. Unfortunately for Jeff, the more Keeley learned, the more she realized that Jeff Ion was in fact a cult leader. As punishment for this revelation, Keeley was subjected to a twenty-four hour healing call she told Netflix that for the duration of the call she was not allowed to leave her chair in front of her computer
0: so Th- whenever someone says Jeff Ion is abusive in my opinion I think forcing someone in front of a computer for 24 hours is a rational act to call abuse like it's it's mm-hmm. rational for me to call that act abusive because yeah, yeah because she didn't write the essay you wanted her to write
1: no and it, I mean yeah that's a form of torture like and yeah. you know uh, mental and emotional anguish that you're going to go through of just physical having someone repeatedly tell you, but I'm not, I need you to tell me that I'm not. And I need you to agree with me. You cannot get off this call until you say that I'm not a cult leader. It's so pathetic and embarrassing that you are so insistent on being right. That you would also waste your own time, 24 hours, of being in front of this computer too to just get somebody to say you're right. That's how arrogant he is. That he he can't ever admit that. I I'm, all of the videos we've watched, not once have either he or Shalea ever admitted. Like you know what, I'm wrong. Or or Mm-mm. yeah, I could see it your way. It's it's
0: always my way or the highway. Even between each other, too, and she'll say, you know, he says something and she corrects him and he says something back and she corrects back. And he's like, okay, And it's like, oh, they won't even they won't even back down amongst each other. Although Mm -hmm. there are times that she's like, well, you know, it took a while, but he eventually convinced me of X. And you're like, that lady is possibly getting, uh, you know, over and over and over the type of behavior he's done with these others of you're a man, you're Mm -hmm. a man, you're a man. And they're like, no, he's very persistent. We've seen.
1: Or if you're living with it. Yeah, you can't. It's much harder to escape. I mean, Keely, you know, because she's so indoctrinated at this point, really feels like she can't say no. She can't log Mm -hmm. off the computer. But the reality is you could close your computer if you're living with him. And some of the members are also living there. That's much harder to escape. You're just hearing it 24 seven.
0: Yeah. And that's the the ones that like go to stay there. And they're like Mm -hmm. his, you know, whatever underlings working for him. You have to imagine what that does to you while you're there. And Keely wasn't just... I mean, this is a serious 24-hour abuse-torture session. Mm-hmm. Separate from that, he also made her read his zombie novel that he wrote, which I was, I won't lie to you, I took an edible and started going on a long <laughs> walk to like listen to the Wondery <laughs> podcast. Because I don't usually like take notes on other podcasts, but I was interested on what they had to say. And it's all pretty much firsthand interviews. Um, if you want a lot more in-depth, there's six parts over there. And then they have part eight where they talk to Al- Alice Hines. But when this what part happened-, happened that's a great question. I can't find it. I don't know. what happened. <laughs> for maybe it's just my app. The Lost um, Files, The Lost Episode 7. But when this part started that Keely said, yeah, he made me read a book called The Uninfectables. And no. she thought, oh, okay, well, maybe it's like a spiritual manual. But it's set in suburban Michigan during a zombie outbreak. And she said, quote, it had a lot of gruesome violence against the characters in the story. And the two clips that Wondery <laughs> includes, one of them is... No, I don't like it," Rick said, pushing away his father's third offer for a blistering, crispy hot dog. <laughs> Why are they so obsessed with hot dogs? What's the hot dog connection? I can't. You write what it. you know, Heather. You write <laughs> what you know. Why okay? well, not? Because Jim, who I think is the lead character, Jim Jeff, I don't know. Jim, this the other passage. This said, is like Michael Scarn. <laughs> threat level midnight. <laughs> this yeah, like, this is threat level midnight. <laughs> Apparently, the other passage said, Jim fantasized for a moment about dragging Frank's smashed body out by the dick and rubbing his face into his dismantled fucking lawn. So, that's weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. The fact that that's even a thought going on in his head. And also, why was he making her read this just for notes? Just I don't to, know to
0: say that somebody's read his novel he's been working on I I almost like fell down when she said I was really hoping he wasn't going to ask me for feedback cuz I did not know what I was going to say and it's like <laughs> no. yeah you've just been made to sit for 24 hours you would be like hey I actually have some notes on your book it's not very good it's like we need a healing session oh. until you say the uninfectables is your favorite book but it just <laughs> screams a person who has secret desire he doesn't want to be a group leader and you know this whole thing. But it's how he makes his money. But like Mm -hmm. secretly he has in his TS threat level Midnight and a Dwig Shrewd. In his
1: drawer. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And The Uninfectables is such a terrible title. Just those passages you read, terrible writing. Zero out of 10 stars is my review on this book that I will (laughs) never read.
0: I will never, ever, ever read it. But it's it's concerning if you have a copy send it to me i will do a live (laughs) reading on tiktok live if somebody can get me a copy of the uninfected i will do a performance in that yeah we'll do a table if we can get a copy of this i
1: say we we do a live table reading of and we'll film it
0: and we'll do something with it We'll fully cast it because uh i want a a blistering crispy hot dog (laughs) yeah Oh, yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. I also poor would Keely, turn that down.
1: I don't want a crispy hot dog. No. I'd like it to I'm, be like, mush, not mushy, you know, like a regular
0: fucking hot dog would be. Like a Nathan's. <laughs>
1: yeah. And good old Nathan's. Good old beef
0: Nathan's. Anyway, the show is sponsored by Nathan's. I would know, <laughs> Nathan's hot dogs will never be in Jeff Ayan's shitty novel.
1: <laughs> oh
0: God, poor Keely.
1: She has to mm-hmm. not only suffer through a 24-hour healing call, but also the torture of reading yeah. This terrible novel that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, just in writing essays. I'm making and, you read
0: it. Yeah. yeah right? I like just, she's given homework, like she's in fucking high school. Yeah, I want to give her a hug. I feel so bad for everything yeah. she had to go through. Yeah. Sinisterhood will be right back.
1: After this session, Keely was finally able to see how dangerous the group was and that she was in a cult. She told her twin flame husband, Colby, that they needed to get out of the group, but not before getting Keely's sister, Marley, to go with them. The couple headed to Utah where they picked up Marley and got her out of the union Jeff had divined for her. Marley admitted to filmmakers that it was a very difficult time for all of them. Keely was having an especially hard time fighting with Colby and having frequent panic attacks. It's very sad to see a lot of this. a lot of this you know was filmed in real time by Keeley on her phone and stuff and she made a good point of you know this relationship between her and colby which was already unstable because of the whole dynamic of man versus woman mm-hmm. and now she's had this realization of all of this is bullshit i don't believe in it this is a cult she's telling him so They're trying to leave and kind of maneuver these new waters of, okay, we're saying this is a cult. We're leaving. We don't practice that anymore. However, Colby's been indoctrinated to believe all of this. So, like, not everything just changes overnight in that relationship. Mm -hmm. So you're stuck in this, like, limbo of, like, where do we go from here?
0: Yeah, and I, there's a lot of things that, again, it's a male dominated cult in that Jeff's feelings seem to take over, you know, when he's like, the man needs this, this is how you get a man, da 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 da. It's like from his perspective. So some of the indoctrination is, oh, well, Keely, we said in the last one, you know, oh, you're whining. When you ask your husband to do something, you're just being a whining female. So one could understand how a man who wants more control in his relationship, having a third party tell your wife, hey, shut up and listen to your husband every once in a while. Mm-hmm. By the way, Women, you have to give sex. The divine feminine gives sex anytime the divine masculine wants it. Even, very disturbingly, in one video where Jeff's like, yeah, Shalea was crying, but she got over that and we had sex. Yikes. Yikes. So I can understand if you're like, I'm ready to leave. The you know Your spouse might be like, well, I don't know about all that. But mm-hmm. to Keely's credit, she's like, I signed my sister up for this shit. We got to mm-hmm. roll. We got to get her out of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um,
1: Marley did leave. But it did not go well with them. They I think there was just so much yeah. pent-up resentment and the realization of you as my sister brought me into this and the trauma I've endured. Marley moves back home with her parents and they don't have a relationship now. And you know, Keely says in the documentary that she would love to have a relationship and open a line of communication and She hopes that that happens one day and Marley's went back to school seems to be doing well, Mm -hmm. but I hope they can, you know, get back to being sisters, but I can understand that, you know, you were so impressionable, you were young and you followed in the footsteps of somebody you love and trusted and it
0: was, as she said in the Netflix series, the most traumatic time of her life. Yeah. It's been, and you, you're like, you robbed me of my you know early mm-hmm. 20s, my late teens, early 20s, a time when we're going to college, having fun, dating cute boys. And she got shackled to this person who had a lot of issues and who was not kind to her and yeah. literally kind of threw this door that her sister opened. So that will be a lot of uh, a lot of feelings to untangle. But, you know, mm-hmm. family is family. Hopefully, if they both want to work toward forgiveness, they can work towards that together.
1: Definitely. Upon their departure, Keeley and Colby sent emails to their former coaching clients, advising that they look into the group for themselves. Jeff and Shalaya made a video in response in which they called Keeley a really, really sick person. Though Keeley's email made no mention of cults, Jeff seemed agitated in the response video and said, <laughs> I-, I feel like you're calling me a cult here. After this loss of a high-ranking member, Shalaya posted a guru-slash-disciple membership agreement on Facebook that members were expected to sign.
0: It read in part, The purpose of your unconditional obedience is to follow the intent and spiritual guidance of your guru without resistance.
1: For some, this was more dedication than they were willing to give, so they left the group. And that's why unconditional uh, obedience yeah. is such a gross phrase
0: and calling themselves gurus, the Church of Union website. It's a big picture of them that I can't decide if she chose to hold a Louis Vuitton purse in a professional photo shoot or if it's a good looking picture from an event they went to and she just had her purse on her shoulder and was like, hey, either way yikes just get yeah. a picture taken yeah and if you maybe just your, don't use that picture yeah. yeah if you held your purse on purpose grotesque that's just gross yeah. you're running a church you bitch put your fucking Louis Vuitton down for a second mm-hmm. but yeah to post that and say oh you have to be un- unconditionally obedient Angie's like yeah who's one of the former members said her new bestie after Victoria had left called her and is like hey just so you know I'm not gonna sign this mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna do this unconditional is too much for me and Angie was in like oh, well, if she's leaving, I'm not allowed to talk to her anymore because you just now see Keeley was Angie's coach. And immediately it's like everything is blocked. You must be blocked. You must be blocked if they leave. So she's like, well, I don't want to lose a friend, which is luckily her. she loved her friend more than she loved staying in this and decided to mm-hmm. leave as well. In late 2020, when journalist Alice Hines reached out to Jeff and Shalea,
1: former members claimed the couple saw it as an opportunity to set the record straight after the damning Vice article. At first, Jeff and Shalaya seemed excited to have Hines visit them in their home. They gave her a tour, flattered her by telling her she was the reincarnation of both Edgar Allan Poe and Virginia Woolf, and invited her to participate in a video for their YouTube channel. Hines remained objective and was not swayed. On December 3rd, 2020, she published her
0: article, titled, Everywhere I went, they went with me because they were on my phone. Inside the always-online, all-consuming world of Twin Flames Universe. According to former member Angie, at first, members were sharing the piece online
1: with excitement. Having read the article, Angie was confused, as it was not a flattering write-up. It described the gender issues as well as outlined the story of an ex-member who had been arrested for stalking after being encouraged by Jeff and Shalaya. Soon, Jeff and Shalaya made their anger about the piece known.
0: In a response video, Jeff said in part, We're coming to you today for a brief video to make you aware of a growing controversy about us on the internet. The controversy has been very painful for us, very damaging to us emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, financially, and reputationally. And this controversy is actually a conspiracy created by our haters and blown up in the mass media to shut us down. Shalea agreed, adding, uh, This is really scary what's happening to us, and it could happen to you too. And, it, and again, the YouTube comment, someone said, uh, Being accused of being a cult leader is not something you put in the This could happen to you category. <laughs> because no, it couldn't. It could no. happen to you, but not yeah. me. <laughs> it happens to some, but yeah. not if not most. Listen, if the video is directed at Larry Ray, Keith Renieri, David Miscavige, like, yes, certainly, this could all be you. But the rest of us, like, no, we're just vibing. No. We're just living our lives.
1: Yeah. Jeff and Shalea sent their followers to attack Vanity Fair on social media. Keeley, who was still in the group at this time, was told to write a rebuttal article titled, Vanity Fair Tried to Smear Our Community. Jeff explained to Keeley it was like Nazi Germany and their small group was under attack like the Jews. The rebuttal and social media attacks were not effective. Business declined, according to Keeley and Angie. People started canceling their memberships and Jeff even went back to doing
0: live classes in
1: order to make ends meet.
0: Well, thank you, Alice Hines, for bringing more people awareness of this group. And that's what Angie said. No, people were like, no, I read it. That's why she'd say, oh, well, why don't you want to continue your coaching? They're like, I read this article. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah,
1: okay." I've kind of my eyes have been opened. Yeah. Sometimes it does take a third party, Mm -hmm. you know, coming in and seeing everything with fresh eyes to give people a new perspective because you have been ingrained in this and just brainwashed and indoctrinated for so long and then you know a reputable publication like Vanity Fair comes out it's not like you know a weekly blogger. world news is reporting yeah. this it's a you know a reputable publication is
0: like uh this is definitely a cult you guys if it's weekly world news the headline is Jeff Ion bet Boy. And it's Don't just Bat Boy. Bat Boy's
1: good name.
0: It's Bat Boy it's Jeff with a wig and a mustache <laughs> and a beard.
1: In addition to the golden children Jeff and Shalea planned for their followers, the couple also declared that they would bear a golden child of their own. They claimed that since the beginning of their relationship, there were actually three twin flames in their union Jeff, Shalea, and their unborn child, a daughter named Grace. The pair turned to IVF to ensure the baby's gender. Saying on
0: archival footage, they opted to go that way, so Grace got the right body for her gender-wise. I have a question about what's the word "twin" mean? Does that mean right. two? Yeah, but they're, I tw- so. they're triplet union. <laughs> true, true, triplet union.
1: It's so bizarre and weird. I mean, there's footage that goes back to like 2014 of them just saying like. Well, our unborn baby, Grace, you know, she's- She talks to me. Yeah. And it gets to the point then where you're like, well, we don't know for sure if we're going to get a girl if we do this the traditional way. So instead, we're going to go the IVF route to ensure that we get a girl, which to me would say- Well, now you're just playing God. You're, you know, you're kind you're, 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 yeah, you're admitting that what you have deemed to be so true, there's a chance it couldn't, it might not happen and you're going to get a boy. So you got to go the scientific route to ensure that you're going to get a girl.
0: Yeah, and it's a weird fixation on her Mm -hmm. in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, and members said pretty much like, oh, you're upsetting Shalea, therefore you're going to hurt Grace, even when she wasn't pregnant. No. They're like, you're killing the baby and you're going to stress her out so she can't even have the baby. And sadly, she she was pregnant. They do a video where it it was, I believe, ectopic. And that's when Jeff's like trying to correct her about something the doctor said on her own body. And she's like, he actually didn't say that. And he's like, "Um, okay. And it's just like, "Yeah, yeah, bitch, you ain't a doctor. Shut up.
1: Yeah, and she's she's trying to explain. She goes, "I'll tell people what the doctors said
0: to me." Tense. I it's have tense. my own suspicions about that whole thing, which is a suspicion we can have. But they have they went the IVF route to make sure mm-hmm. that it was a girl, at least the, mm-hmm. this time. But it certainly is a very weird um,
1: way to go about it. I mean, he's he's on a video saying. This isn't good. This is going to be a YouTube baby. We're yes. going to post everything to YouTube. It's going to be one of those babies where you get to see the nursery, the baby bump. She's going to be a YouTube baby. And I'm like, do you know what that does to children? Why don't you ask some of the kids that have recently come out and spoken out about what their parents put them through? having a camera in their face all the fucking time.
0: Yeah. And it's like, like we just saw that law in Illinois that was passed that if you're going to use your kid's face for the purposes of selling something online, that there, uh, Michigan, every state should have a law that says mm-hmm. you have to put an X amount in trust because that kid has no say over whether or not they participate. So they should at least be able to enjoy the finance of uh, financial part of it. And it's not like, well, mom took all the money that they made off of my face and bought Chanel suits and a Maybach car and, you know, whatever, got his hair pulled Or whatever he does. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, I hope for the kids' sake that laws like that get passed because we've seen time and again the manipulation and exploitation of these kids who are YouTube babies. Yeah. Given comments he has made in footage, Jeff seems
1: oddly fixated on the sexual behaviors of his future infant daughter. In
0: one group video call, he explained to the group, our third twin flame is, you know, so-called celibate because she can satisfy herself completely and give herself all the sex she needs. Shalea agrees with her husband, saying. Yeah, I've been talking to her about that. What? The amount of um, discussion about sex with the, the baby having sex. Is the baby that has not even been conceived yet. Yes, and then, I mean... Just even, a thought at this point. Even if she, you know, when she is conceived, it's worse. But the, the fixation that he seems to have on the celibacy and sex and uh, of the baby, it uh, I have not heard those words used together so much since I interned in the federal courthouse and we were sentencing people for crimes against children. So it's just yeah. too much discussion. Too much discussion about baby sex for my liking.
1: Yeah, it's... It, I don't even know. It it's controlling for sure, but I'm not sure what they're even trying to prevent in in their mind that perhaps if she was gay, that you know they they wouldn't admit it or they wouldn't allow it because from the beginning they're not going to allow her to have sex with anybody. So what she's just a, before she even has a chance to even enter this world, they've decided she's going to be celibate. Mm-hmm. At least as much as they can control that.
0: Yeah. And for what purpose? Why do you think about that at all? What the fuck is no, wrong with you yeah, people? What I is wrong I, with you? And again, context, so context, up. context. I could watch a three hour video and just baby sex never needs to be a part of it ever.
1: Mm-mm. No,
0: never once.
1: Former CEO Keeley told
0: interviewers regarding the infant. She's supposed to not have any sexual partners outside of God. Yes, she's allowed to have sex with God. As a
1: reminder, Jeff previously proclaimed himself to be the master Christ and channel for God on Earth. Keely also shared with Netflix that she believes all the talk over the years about the future baby was to distract members from a bigger threat. Jeff was making plans to purchase land that would include an event hall large enough to accommodate 300 people. Healy said members were expected to live on the property in a trailer while turning the land into a working farm. Well, if we recall from the very first episode back when he made that stupid tweet of Come drink the Kool-Aid. Somebody said that I should be a cult leader. Everyone come to my jungle camp compound and drink the Kool-Aid. Do you know who bought a bunch of land and a vent hall that could house three hundred people and then made everybody live there and work and it was a farm? Was it Jim Jones? It was Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, I, I, she might be onto something there. You know, you're dangling something over here and then
0: you're like, oh, well, yeah, baby, everybody loves babies. Don't look over here at what we've got going on. No, not at all. Pay no attention to the, the actual meetings that we have where we talk shit about all of you. Thanks for mm-hmm. the money. In
1: April of 2023, Shalea gave birth to a baby named Grace Violet Divine. Jeff and Shalea and the TFU continue to recruit new members and grow their organization. Their Facebook group currently has over 50,000 members. Jeff and Shalaya deny any wrongdoing and claim ex-members who have spoken out against them and the Twin Flames universe are merely doing so as a smear campaign. Four months after leaving TFU, Keely made a TikTok with the words, Cult Revealed, in large text. Dr. Yanya Leilich saw this and reached out to Keely to see if she could be of any help. The two met. Dr. Leilich encouraged Keely to continue gathering any evidence she could and report it to the authorities. Healy, former members, and families of current members have come together in an effort to shut Jeff and Shalea and all their harmful organizations down once and for all. If you or anyone you know is struggling with your mental health, gender identity, or feel like you are in a high-control group and want to leave, please know help is available. Visit wantotalkaboutit.com for resources or call or text 988, a 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress. So what do we think?
0: Well, I think uh, Dr. Lelich and there's a footage in the Netflix series where they're on like a video call and it's parents and then former members, you know, Keeley and Dr. Leilich and stuff and working together and gathering that information and evidence and i think the the police officer going oh i don't see a crime here is uh, indicative of uh, an insufficient reporting and that's not anybody's fault it's just how we are as a society we have you know local state federal you know type different type of law enforcement and so i think with People who have knowledge using and taking the evidence they have and submitting it to the IRS because you can get uh, like 30% or more of back taxes that somebody else owed if you're a whistleblower and they catch them not paying taxes, telling the Department of Labor, these are the FLSA, the the Fair Labor Standards Act violations I think I'm seeing. You know, him saying on Netflix, oh, I'll just start a church and then everybody can be a volunteer. I mean, I went into deep labor law (laughs) research to be like... Nuh uh, right? Mm-hmm. And and the answer it turns out, according to the Supreme Court, is nuh uh. That is correct. Um, uh, there's just, there. It, it, you ain't the first one to try this, homie. Like, no. you think you're the first one, you're going to get rung up on something. I don't know what it is, but when you're doing all these things and, and my, uh, you're doing all these things, it's just, and getting your fingers into all these pies, it's just more. Regulations that you may run afoul of, you know, whether mm-hmm. it is consumer law that you are saying, Oh my gosh, look at these happy twin flame unions. You should sign up and give us your money when behind the scenes, you know, for a fact, those people in that picture are miserable. And now you've just lied to the public. That, I mean, how, that's false and misleading advertising. Mm-hmm. So you, you're p- opening yourself up saying, Oh, these people are volunteers. They say they don't want to get paid. I mean, the courts have said, uh, volunteer for a church organization saying, I don't want to get paid is not dispositive. So everything that he kind of thinks he can maneuver around, and then I don't know the ownership or the tax structure or anything like that, but you better make sure you are paying the taxes and if you have employees that you are misclassifying and not paying taxes on, that can be a tax violation and the IRS can do criminal tax violations where you could face, go to jail or civil tax violations where they will come and take all your shit from your house. And so... Uh, the, oh those crystals are going to be gone. (laughs) So the man just load them up. She's like, no, Bob, Susan. (laughs) Yes, I've named them because the crystals are gendered. Everything's Mm -hmm. gendered. The crystals are Mm -hmm. gendered. So I think my takeaways from this are – I would love and I don't know how and um, my my goal in 2024 is leaning more into the legal community as far as my local, you know, joining bar associations, ins of court and things like that to brainstorm with attorneys who, because I realized that legal aid, my fellowship was about creating a multidisciplinary response to elder abuse. I think we as a society need a multidisciplinary response to coercive control groups. And wh- by that, I mean... Organizations willing to provide mental health counseling to people who have been in these groups, you know, deprogramming help, helping with victims compensation, helping with reporting to authorities who do have the authority to enforce the law against these people. But the issue is whether... Our law enforcement agencies, you know, the DOJ or the IRS, have the funding and the resources to go after those. So that's the other issue: is that the IRS got gutted pretty bad. Uh, It's coming back a little bit. The the DOJ is coming back a little bit. So it's just making sure that you let your representatives and people know, hey, this is a big issue. We need to make sure we have protections for people that are, are under the control of these type of groups and who, you know, misuse our court systems. Like I think he did with that defamation lawsuit. Misuse our court systems
1: and also blatantly, mentally, physically, emotionally abused people on footage that we've seen. Yeah, so, and that's the so other thing. Much footage. Like I don't. Yeah. If this, if these two fuckheads get away with this and no legal repercussions come of this, I will be shocked because the volume of footage. Of them saying these things and videos of their faces saying these things. Yeah, I, I mean it's maybe more than any we've ever seen. Yeah, say it, it and it's forget it's a whole it. Right, online it. cult. So you got. <laughs> I mean, it's all online. You, that's you, you <laughs> dumb dumb. That's where you, you fucked it. Your whole you plan. filmed it. You filmed everything. Everything's recorded. Yeah. So I, I, if nothing comes of this, I will be completely shocked. I do think something is going to happen. I, I mean, and I think the more. People talk about it and the more, you know, shows are done on it, that those that are perhaps still in it, like, do see what is really going on. And that these former members that have banded together and with law enforcement and, you know, that they can really use their powers for good and turn that pain into something positive and helping others get out and then and also shutting it down. These two should be in prison Everything should be taken from them. I am beyond saddened that they have brought a child into this world. The fact that they now have this baby that I feel was, is just a token for them that it's, you know, another cog in their business plan. I mean, he's saying like, this is going to be a YouTube baby. You're going to see all the stuff. It's going to grow up on YouTube. You've already like planned out this fucked up life for this kid Before, you know, I mean, she's just a few months old. I it makes me disgusted to think what that childhood is going to look like for this baby and and beyond. Like it's
0: I I, it's really troublesome. It is. And and it has been rough to go and look at their Facebook comments are limited to people that follow them. Their YouTube comments are completely shut off. And their Instagram comments, I think they're hiding them or they're they're going through them. But the the photos that they're posting is just a happy family. Mommy, daddy, baby going to a pumpkin patch. Mommy, daddy, baby going to Halloween. You know, just all these like celebratory sweet. Like, look at our new Maybach car. So they, they exactly what he said of like, she's going to be a YouTube baby and just an, a little influencer baby. I mean, certainly. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's, she's it's, already making them money. Yeah. And it's sad to see that, too. But I hope that somebody I mean, it's now Netflix and Amazon and have gotten a hold of it and hopefully more eyeballs are on it. And we will see a progression where somebody from law enforcement goes, wait a minute here, because mm-hmm. kind of their whole organization that they're running with the church, you know, whether it's the church is actually owning these nonprofits, which seems like based on what Keeley said, sort of how he thought he was going to skirt all this. You're not. That's not how that works. But what you'd find as a law enforcement uh, official is a thread you can pull. And you go, mm-hmm. OK, well, we can prove this one fraud. Let's pull that thread. And then we can bring in a RICO claim, you know, where it's the racketeering and influ- Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act, whether it's federal or Michigan RICO, and we can say, you know, even if he's not signing, you know, he has Christine Emmerich and uh, Jason Emrick set up the church in their name. It doesn't matter. You know, when you figure out that there's an inner a criminal enterprise going on, if there is one, I'm not sure that there is one here. Who knows? Not for me to say. But if there was, then it would just be this thread that you pull and go, okay, well, based on that fraud, then we can get you on this and this and this and this. Therefore, this was not. So you don't even have to say, oh, this isn't a real church, which I think we all can kind of look at and go, he. He tries to frame it in this, like, we should all be able to just celebrate our religion and practice how we want to practice. Oh, shut the fuck up. You can. Shut up. There ain't no war on Twin Flames universe. There's a war (laughs) on people like you. And I think it's good when we see Keith Raniere, Larry Ray, you know, people who Mm -hmm. have brought to account – for what they're doing for skirting these laws. But the other issue is we need to plug the holes up because why is it taking us so long to Mm -hmm. figure out that this is going on and to get it in the hands of people that can actually do something about it. So I really hope that whether it starts with the Department of Labor going, boy, that's a lot of employees that you're having on like sales calls and stuff and you're giving them titles like vice president of whatever and not paying them and not paying, then you call the IRS and go, hey, they're not paying you that employment taxes either that you want the Medicare FICA all the shit they should be you guys Might want to get in on this too and then you see A multi uh, organizational You know different uh, Different governmental organizations Kind of all working together but that Is a a hard thing to get Going because again there's so many criminals So many places and they're all very Busy but hopefully Netflix And Amazon will bring the light that this So needs to see Some trashy house of cards Is gonna fall (laughs) (laughs) I declare it. I declare it. But I I don't want people to feel bad because I do think getting sucked in – you know, there's studies that show if you have like a low serotonin, low dopamine, you know, you're you're chemically depressed. You have lower decision making thresholds. You have you can't recover from bad decisions. You don't go like that went bad. And I think that they specifically are preying on people. They said, you know, oh, go into sure. a, a PTSD support group or a fibromyalgia support group. they he said it himself, you know, you find people who have a need and you just hand it to them and they'll open their wallets. So a vulnerable community is yeah, who yeah. they're Constantly preying
1: upon, and then also making them more vulnerable by forcing them to change their gender and do things that they don't want to do. So now you've manipulated them further, and they're even. Worse off than when they first joined mentally. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and that's something that's a real big thing to to go back on if you truly did want to detransition. It could also be you know some of the people might have already been questioning their gender identity and it just so worked out. But that's something for them to determine and to Mm -hmm. divine, not to have these two uh, yahoos from Michigan saying, "Well, we think we've decided that these are your pronouns now." Like nobody gets to decide anybody's pronouns or anybody's uh, preferred name, despite what recently Ted. Cruz, i'm sorry rafael edward cruz was uh championing was that we should not use anybody's preferred name so i will not call him ted i will call him rafael edward um <laughs> but i think you people are allowed to say hey call me jack you know whatever you'll call sure, me whatever sure. and not like have- dr adair said yeah. it's not up to anybody to no. tell you
1: what your your gender is and uh Arcelia Celia too It's not their fucking place And when she reiterated that And you just see how the pain and anger on her face Like it is not their fucking place And I would like to say it one more time It is not their fucking place To tell anybody what their gender is Or who they yeah. should be
0: Yeah how dare you both How dare you both do that How but, dare you both uh, You know what I have an organization you can join instead It's called HTFU.org oh, <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking. finally ready to go? It's up. I think the website's working. Uh, you know what? It's an eight-lesson course that I'm offering for uh, – it's a reasonable price when you go to the website. You'll see it, htfu.org. Very reasonable. Yes. Uh, you know what? Explore your possibilities from within. <laughs> and if you complete all eight courses, you get a an emblem you can post on social media, you can share, you print it out, frame it if you want, uh, that lets you ascend to the highest level. You can in my organization. I'm the H in HTFU. It's for Heather the fuck up is what that stands for. <laughs> so please visit us and uh, please join visit. the army. <laughs> I'm already a card-carrying member. <laughs> yes. And uh, I encourage everyone
1: else to become one as well. Yes. See you there. If you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content. We recently... Uploaded a mini-sode on Glatka, the uh, Druidus, the Celtic Druidus It is uh, the inspiration for Halloween that we know today. It was a fascinating
0: thing to research. Yeah, one of our listeners emailed us about it, and we were like, we uh, we didn't know any of this, and we learned mm-hmm. so much. And uh, I, think, uh, I think I think I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to this. Oh, n- I know. I want to go to Ireland in general, uh, but I would be very fascinated to uh, to visit the Hill of Ward, where this uh, oh, yeah. annual ceremony goes on for Sawin. So check that out. We also have some bonus content that came out, and more importantly, uh, as you're listening to this, our bonus con- um, our live Q and A will happen for December on Friday, December 15th at 2.30 p.m. Central. We're doing it at 2.30 to uh, accommodate our international listeners. But we don't need you to just come with questions. We also need you to come with some Hallmark movie ideas. We have a few, but we're bringing it back! It's back! We figured out a way to do it. We're bringing back Hallmark After Dark.
1: It will be December 19th at 8 p.m. We're going to field suggestions in the Q&A, and whatever looks the best, we're going to be reacting along with it while you all watch as well, and we'll be interacting in the chat, but it'll be a good one, and there's going to be a lot of riffing and and jokes to be had. (laughs) It was one of our favorite things to do, our hallmark after dark, and for legality reasons, we couldn't figure out how to do it anymore, but we figured it out, and we're bringing it back, and we're so stoked, so please join us so that...
0: It's for free for everybody
1: on our YouTube. We're not even charging you for this one.
0: No, not at all. Go to uh, YouTube.com, search Sinisterhood Podcast, and make sure that you're subscribed to us there so you get an alert when we go live. We'll also set up an event so you can uh, go ahead and join in advance, but it's totally free. Um, You do have to subscribe to us, which is also free, just to comment to us, just to keep, you know, (laughs) trolls and whatnot else. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it, that'll be on December 15th. Friday, December 15th is the Q&A on Patreon. And then Tuesday, December 18th is the live stream on YouTube for everybody. You can also head to Sinisterhood.com, click shop in the top banner to buy all of your precious holiday gifts this season. You can get t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. And for a limited time, orders over $20 on the TikTok shop have free shipping. There's also other deals going on on the TikTok shop, but you can um, head to our website. And if you're a Patreon member, don't forget, if you're the Rolling the Airwaves tier, you always get 10% off of our store. And if you are a Getting Into It tier member, you always get 20% off on our store year-round the pin post on Patreon to get your discount code and uh, get your shopping done in one place at Sinisterhood.com and click shop on the top banner. Another great gift is a membership, a subscription to our Patreon. If
1: you sign up for an annual subscription, you get a month free. It's a gift that keeps on giving. You can buy it for yourself. You can buy it for someone else and sign them up. It's a ton of fun. And our our Patreon community... I couldn't love them more. Just I love at, it. At the, our whole community in general. The Patreon community is just so supportive of each other and loving and everything that goes on in our Facebook group and then also on Patreon in the comments, just everybody's respectful and nice. And so many of them are like, this is the best corner of the internet. And I love that they have fostered that community, you know, and and grown it. So kudos to all of you for being just so awesome.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And you join the Patreon now and you can get a whole year of content plus five, 600 hours of past bonus content. Mm -hmm. So uh, go to patreon.com slash Sinisterhood.
1: And while you're on Sinisterhood.com, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for sources used during our research. You'll also find fun things like topic-based playlists, and when we have live shows, links to live
0: show tickets. You can follow us on Instagram and threads at Sinisterhood Pod. like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood, you can join that live stream and catch video versions of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Follow us on TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast and head over to Cameo for personalized video shout outs. They also make a great holiday gift. And if you're listening to this on like December 23rd and you're like, ah, shit, nothing's going to come in time. We have 24 hour delivery on Cameo. So uh, jump on there and get us to send a holiday greeting for the one you love at Cameo.com. Christy, where are you at online? I'm on Instagram at Christy M. Wallace and TikTok at Christy
1: or GTFO. Heather? Pretty much everywhere at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Hey,
0: everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shoutouts. Meryl Van Calkeren. Amanda Johnson. Roy Ann Anderson. Melissa McAbee. Haley Rogers. Tisa Balden.
1: Celine Pelton. Katie Rhodes. Gina and amy crow thank you so much for supporting the show we could not do this without you we sincerely appreciate all your love and support we hope we pronounced your names correctly stay safe stay healthy and keep it creepy